Hello, what's up you guys? Welcome back dito sa Stories Philippines Podcast. At nagbabalik muli, I am your host Trap, back at it again with another episode. Now this episode is unlike any other episode because in this episode, I am giving you my anniversary special. So yeah, anniversary ngayon ng ating podcast and Maga- nagkaroon kami ng ano, one week celebration netong podcast natin. So, hindi lang siya sa isang araw namin sinelebrate but sineselebrate namin siya and talagang kinikinememorate namin siya sa loob ng isang linggo. So, alam ko si Edsel, yung isa nating host, nagbigay na siya ng kanyang um, anniversary special episode si Boss Paul mukhang meron na rin siyang anniversary special episode and ako naman ngayon ang magbibigay sa inyo ng isang anniversary special episode para lang dito sa Stories Philippines Podcast so a little bit of a ano muna tayo balik tanaw so nagsimula ako dito sa podcast na to parang ano lang Parang trip-trip lang siya. Nayaya lang ako ni Kuya Paul na Pre, gusto mo bang ano, mag-record? Wala akong kasama mag-record. Yan, ganyan-ganyan lang. Usapan lang. And then, parang naging interesado ako kasi uh, I, really li- I really love to speak up. I really love to um, say the thoughts on my mind. Gustong-gusto ko nagsasalita. Um, I mean, it's my forte. Gustong-gusto ko nagsasalita sa harap ng maraming tao, um, whatever the topic is, whatever the issue is, ganyan. Gusto ko talaga na vino-voice out yung mga naisip ko. And that is why I grabbed the opportunity na binigay sa akin dito sa Stories Philippines Podcast para maging isang host, maging isang story narrator. Maging dun sa Not Your Ordinary Podcast, yung isa naming podcast. Kung hindi ka pa pala nakakapag-follow, subscribe, at nakakapakinig sa podcast namin na yun, I really recommend na pumunta ka dun mamaya pagtapos ng episode na to. Search mo lang kung saan platform mo man to pinakikinggan. Just search Not Your Ordinary Podcast. Yan. So yan yung isa nating podcast. And I'm sure na magugustuhan ninyo yung mga episode namin dyan. So ayun na nga. Um, talaga nagpapasalamat ako na naging parte ako ng podcast na to, ng family na to. Dahil I, I had an opportunity um, para talagang marinig ng maraming tao yung boses ko. So I'm thankful for that. So writer din kasi ako. Um, isa rin akong nagsusulat din ako ng mga articles, ganyan, mga story. And I'm planning to start my own blogspot. Um, in the near future so sana masuportahan ninyo ako once na makagawa ako so maraming maraming salamat sa lahat ng tumangkilik sa akin sa, sa akin personally bilang si host trap um, from my very first episode ang naalala ko na very first episode ko ata yung ano top 10 most hunted places in the Philippines yan alam ko dun yung unang napakinggan so from that moment on from that episode then nagkaroon tayo ng um, nag-record ako ng isang Valentine's Day special yan, nag-review tayo ng mga places na perfect for Valentine's Day then may mga nag-record din na tayo 
napakinggan nyo rin ako na magsalita pa tungkol sa mga Filipino superstitions, mga pamahiin. And then we had the haunted crime scenes and now the dark files, the Twitter trends, and maraming marami pang iba na pinag-uusapan natin na naririnig din nyo sa akin bilang isang host. So maraming maraming salamat. And with all that, I would like to greet my co-hosts and to all our listeners sa lahat ng mga kastorya dyan, um, a happy anniversary to all of us. So, without further ado, let's cut to the chase and let's get on kung ano ba yung pag-uusapan talaga natin for this episode. So, for this episode, hindi tayo mag... hindi ako magnanarate ng patungkol sa isang dark files lang, isang dark files story. Hindi rin ako magkakwento ng patungkol sa isang Uh, famous serial killer hindi rin to patungkol sa isang twitter trend but I am going to share to you the America's most famous murder cases it is a look at 10 of the country's most notorious killers it was written by Charles Montado or Charles Montaldo I'm sorry Charles Montaldo he wrote this on August 9, 2019 and this is from the Totco Totco website so dyan yung may kita yung ano na to tong list na to so let's get to it from serial killers to celebrity victims Some sensational murder cases grab our collective imagination and won't let go, like the unsolved Auckland country murders. The following is a look at a handful of the most infamous murder cases in recent American history. Some of the killers have been caught, tried, and punished. Other cases remain open and may never be solved. Number 1. John Wayne Gacy, a.k.a. The Killer Clown An entertainer who played Pogo the Clown at children's parties, John Wayne Gacy was one of the most infamous serial killers in America. Beginning in 1972, Gacy tortured, raped, and murdered 33 young men, most of whom were just teenagers. His reign of terror lasted six years. While investigating the disappearance of 15-year-old Robert Paste in 1978, police were able to track Gacy down. Authorities discovered 26 bodies of young men in crawl space under Gacy's home. The bodies of three other victims were found on his property and the rest were found in the nearby Day Plains River. Gacy was charged with 33 murders. He went to trial on February 6, 1980 and after an unsuccessful attempt at an insanity defense, Gacy was convicted on all 33 counts of murder. 
the prosecution sought and was granted the death penalty as sentencing for 12 of Gacy's murders. John Wayne Gacy was executed by lethal injection in 1994. So, yun yung number one sa ating um, top 10 most famous murder cases. Siya si John Wayne Gacy. So, yung alias niya tulad nung binasa ko ay The Killer Clown. So, dahil siya na nabansagan or naging killer clown yung alias niya dahil isa siyang ent- entertainer na nagplay ng role ng Pogo the Clown sa mga children parties. So, isa siyang entertainer. So, siguro isa siyang clown. Ganun. So, isa siyang tinatawag na Pogo the Clown. And yung mga inaattendan niyang children parties, hindi lang basta trabaho yung motibo niya. So parang dun siya naghahanap ng mga gusto niyang biktimahin. So overall, meron siyang pinatay na 33 na mga kabataang lalaki. Yan, puro sila teenagers. And bago niya daw sila pinatay totally, ang ginawa niya muna, tinorture niya muna yung mga bata and then nirape niya. So, isa siyang pedophile, isang rapist, isang homosexual pedophile. Yan si John Wayne Gacy. So, he's at our number one. Now, let's move on to number two. Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy is probably the most notorious serial killer of the 20th century. Though he admitted to killing 36 women, it's speculated that the actual number of victims is much higher. Bundy graduated from the University of Washington in 1972. A psychology major, Bundy was described by his classmates as a master manipulator. Bundy lured his female victims by faking injuries then overpowering them. Bundy's murder spree spread across many states. He escaped custody on more than one occasion. It all ended for him in Florida with his 1979 murder conviction. After numerous appeals, Bundy was executed in the electric chair in 1989. So, eto naman daw si Ted Bundy. Ano siya? Siya yung tipo ng tao na hindi mo aakalaing serial killer pala. Kasi isa siyang ano eh. Isa siyang psychology major. So, nag-aaral siya ng psychology sa University of Washington. So, isang estudyante na ang scam niya ay kunwari ano siya. Meron siyang malalang injuries. And then... Parang nilulur niya yung mga kaibigan niya na kailangan niya ng tulong, ganyan. Nagpapatulong siya dahil nga may injury daw siya. And then kapag pumunta na yung mga nalur niyang babae, dun niya ino-overpower. So bago niya patayin, nire-rape niya muna. So yung first two na killers ay nabinasa natin, they were both rapists. So, and they both um, sent, they both have been sentenced to death. So, yung number one natin kanina, si Gacy, inan siya, ni Lethal Injection. Ito namang number two, si Ted Bundy. Pinatay siya gamit ang Celia Electrica. 
So mga rapist and pagtapos mang rape, yan, saka nila papatayin yung biktima nila. By the way, etong usapang rape, talagang trending to ngayon sa Pilipinas. Talagang pinag-uusapan to ngayon dito sa bansa natin. If you want to hear more about that issue, issue pala, issue eh, no? If you want to hear more about that issue, so punta ka sa Not Your Ordinary Podcast mamaya. So meron akong episode patungkol dyan. Okay, so let's go on now to our number three, which is David Berkowitz or aka Son of Sam. David Berkowitz, born Richard David Falco, terrorized the New York City area in the 1970s with a strong, brutal, seemingly random homicides. He is also known as Son of Sam and the 44 caliber killer. Berkowitz wrote confession letters to police and media after his crimes. Berkowitz's rampage began on Christmas Eve in 1975 when he reportedly stabbed two women to death with a knife, but he was better known for walking up to parked cars and shooting his victims. By the time he was arrested in 1977, he had killed six people and wounded seven more. In 1978, Berkowitz confessed to the six murders and received a sentence of 25 years to life for each. During his confession, he claimed that a demon came to him in the form of the dog belonging a neighbor named Sam Carr and had commanded him to kill. So ayon yung um, summary ng buhay neto ni David Berkowitz which is our number 3. So etong si David Berkowitz, sabi niya sa mga police ay hindi naman daw niya talagang intensyon na pumatay. So he's not a killer by nature. Talagang ang sabi niya may pumunta daw sa kanyang isang demonyo na nasa, nasa katawan ng aso. So yung demonyong daw yon ang nagko-command sa kanya na pumatay. So sabi pa neto ni David Berkowitz ay hindi lang siya basta-basta pumapatay. So yung mga pinapatay niya ay parang may rason kung bakit niya pinapatay yung mga yon. And pagkatapos niyang pumatay, nagsusulat siya ng mga ano, ng confession letters sa pulis. Yun hanggang sa nahuli siya. And nakulong siya ng panghabang buhay. So 25 years for each life na pinatay niya yung naging sentensya niya. So yun yung ating number 3. Siya ulit si David Berkowitz. Number 4. The Sojak Killer. This is a crime which is still unsolved. So... Ang bansag lang sa kanya is the Sojak Killer. So hindi talaga tukoy yung tunay na identity niya. Kung sino ba talaga tong Sojak Killer. Hanggang ngayon, unsolved pa rin siya. The identity of the Sojak Killer who haunted Northern California from the late 1960s 
to the early 70s, leaving behind a trail of lifeless bodies is still unknown. This bizarre case involved a series of letters sent to three California newspapers. In many of the missives, an anonymous perpetrator confessed to the murders. Even more chilling, however, were the threats he made saying that if his letters were not published, he would go on a murderous rampage. The letters, which continued through 1974, are not all are believed to have been written by the same man. Police suspect that there may have been several copycats in the high-profile case. The man who came to be known as the Soja Killer confessed to 37 murders. However, police can only verify seven attacks, five of them resulting in death. A similar California cold case, the Keddy Cabin murder case, has been unsolved since 1981. So, eto namang daw the Sojak Killer case. So, tulad nung narinig ninyo na binasa ko, hanggang ngayon hindi pa rin natutukoy kung sino ba talaga, kung sino ba talaga or ano ba talaga yung identity netong Sojak Killer na to. So meron naman daw nag-confess pero naniniwala yung mga pulis na yung nag-confess na yon hindi lang siya yung Sojak Killer or hindi lang siya mismo yung Sojak Killer. Kasi yung mga letters na sinesend sa mga California newspapers ay parang iba-iba yung mga sumulat. So ang sabi ng mga pulis maaring hindi lang daw isa at hindi lang daw yung umamin yung totoong Sojak Killer but sa yung umamin na serial killer yung umamin na siya daw yung Sojak Killer ano naman niya um, inamin naman niya or nag-confess naman siya na siya yung pumatay sa 37 na tao however police can only verify 7 attacks 5 of them resulting in death so hindi talaga siya yung Sojak Killer and hanggang ngayon hindi pa rin alam kung sino ba talaga yung Sojak Killer so that's our number 4 now let's move on to number 5 Charles Manson and the Manson Family in the late 1960s a charismatic drifter with delusions of rock and roll grandeur named Charles Manson coerced a number of young women and men, many of whom were vulnerable teenagers to join a cult called The Family. The group's most infamous murders took a place on August 1969. On the night of August 8th, Directed by Manson, several of his family members invaded a home in the northern hills of Los Angeles. Over the course of the night and into the next morning, they killed five people, including director Roman Polanski's wife, who is Sharon Tate, who was eight and a half months pregnant at the time, and Abigail Forger heir to the Folger Coffee fortune. The next night, 
Manson family members continued their spree, murdering supermarket executive Leno Labianca and his wife Rosemary. Manson was indicted and convicted along with the family members who'd carry out the murders at his behest. Manson was sentenced to death. However, he was never executed. He lived the rest of his life in prison and passed away in 2017 of a heart attack. So eto namang si Charles Manson. Nagaan siya ng mga... Nangihikayat siya ng mga babae at lalaki. Mga vulnerable, yung mga vulnerable na teenagers. Siguro yung mga... Um, runaways, yung mga tawag dito, yung mga depressed or yung talagang mga madali lang mauto na teenagers. So, ini-invite niya, hinihikayat niya na sumali sa kulto, sa kanilang kulto na tinatawag na The Family. Yung mga pinatay neto ni Charles Manson, hindi lang ano ah, hindi lang basta-bastang tao. So, nung mga panahon nila, pinatay niya yung um, asawa ng isang sikat na direktor na si Roman Polanski. Pinatay niya yung asawa nito ni Roman Polanski na si Sharon Tate. And hindi lang si Sharon Tate yung napatay niya sa insidenteng yon Pati yung anak na pinagbubuntis ni Sharon Tate. So, eight and a half months pregnant na siya noon. So, malapit ng mga anak. So, pinatay niya pa. And, pinatay niya rin si Abigail Folger. Si Abigail Folger dapat yung magiging tagapagmana ng Folger Coffee Fortune. So, isa lang yun sa mga pinatay netong Charles Family or Charles Manson and the Family. So, talagang baliw itong tao na to. So yun, hindi ko talaga maintindihan kung ano ba talaga itong motibo or bakit kaya nasisikmura ng mga taong katulad nito yung pumatay ng mga inosenteng tao. So bakit kaya sila ganun? But anyways, yun yung ating number 5. Now let's move on to number 6. So siguro familiar na kayo dito sa taong to dahil isa to sa mga naging um, topic ko from my previous episode. So kung talagang nakikinig ka sa podcast na to ay talagang kilalang kilala mo na to. So our number six si Ed Gain or the Plainfield Goal. So Plainfield, Wisconsin was home to an unassuming farmer turned handyman named Ed Gain. But the rural farmhouse Gain called home masked the scene of a series of unspeakable crimes. After his parents passed away in the 1940s, Gain began to isolate himself. He became, he became infatuated with death, dismemberment, bizarre sexual fantasies, and even cannibalism. His forays into his gruesome predilections began with corpses from local cemeteries. By 1954, he'd, es- he'd escalated and was killing elderly women. 
when investigators searched the farm, what they found was a literal house of horrors. From the collection of body parts, they were able to determine that Pipton woman had fallen victim to the Plainfield goal. Gain was incarcerated for life in a state mental facility without the possibility of release. He died of cancer in 1984. So etong si Ed Gain, tong, um, tulad ng mga sinabi ko ng previous episode, so isa siyang serial killer na talagang baliw na yung kanyang mga biktima ay binabalatan niya. Ginagawa niyang furniture, yung mga balat, yung mga buto, yung katawan. Ginagawa niyang kung ano-anong bagay. So, talagang napakasama ng tama sa utak na si Ed Gain. So, if you want to know more about him, so punta kayo doon sa previous episode ko. Makita niyo dyan yung top serial killer Ed Gain na title. So, play niyo lang yung pakinggan ninyo. Now let's go on to number 7 which is Dennis Lynn Raider aka the BTK Strangler From 1974 through 1991 the Wichita Kansas area was gripped by a string of murders that were attributed to a fiend known as the BTK Strangler The acronym BTK stands for Blind, Torture, Kill. The crimes went unsolved until 2005. After his arrest, Dennis Lynn Raider confessed to killing 10 people over the course of 30 years. He had notoriously toyed with authorities by leaving letters and sending packages to local news outlets. His last correspondence in 2004 led to his arrest. Even though Raider was not apprehended until 2005, he committed his last murder prior to 1994. When Kansas enacted the death penalty, Raider pled guilty to all 10 murders and was sentenced to 10 consecutive life sentences in prison. So etong si Dennis Lynn Raider. So marami na akong marami akong nakita na story patungkol dito. He is mostly known as the BTK Strangler. So kaya BTK kasi ang ginagawa niya sa kanyang mga um biktima ay kanyang pina-blind, so binubulag binubulag niya muna or pinipiringan niya and then he is torturing and then he will kill. Kaya naging BTK, Blind Torture Kill. So ganyan yung ginagawa niya sa kanyang mga biktima. So that's our number 7. Now let's go to our number 8 which is The Hillside Strangler or Angelo Anthony Buono Jr. and Kenneth Bianchi. In the early 1970s, The Zodiac Killer had ceased preying on victims in California, but by the end of the decade, the West Coast was once again being terrorized by a serial killer, or in this case, killers dubbed the Hillside Strangler. Investigators would eventually learn that rather than a lone murderer, 
there were two culprits be- behind the chilling crimes. The killing duo of Angelo Anthony Buono Jr. and his cousin, Kenneth Bianchi. Beginning in 1977, in a killing spree that started in Washington State and extended all the way to Los Angeles, the heinous pair raped, tortured, and murdered a total of 10 girls and young women. After their arrest, Bianchi turned on Buono and in order to avoid the death penalty, he confessed to the killings and sexual assaults. Buono received a life sentence and died in prison in 2002. So etong The Hillside Strangler, so nung una akala nila mag-isa lang siya. So etong The Hillside Strangler, ano siya, tawag dito, umusbong siya pagkatapos netong The Zodiac Killer. So nung medyo kumalmakalma na yung ano, yung Zodiac Killer, um medyo nagsis na yung mga pagpatay sa California. Ano naman, hindi lang doon pagtapos noon, hindi lang doon natapos. So meron na namang isang umusbong na isa na namang serial killer sa West Coast ng California. So eto na nga yung The Hillside Strangler. Nung una akala nila mag-isa lang to, pero nalaman nila na hindi lang siya mag-isa. So kasama nung Hillside Strangler na to, which is si eto si Angelo Anthony Buono Jr. kasama niya yung kanyang pinsan na si Kenneth Bianchi. So hindi lang sila dito sa California ng biktima. Umabot sila sa Washington State and nag-extend hanggang sa Los Angeles. So ang ginagawa nila katulad ng ibang mga serial killer. So ang ginagawa nila nang re-rape sila nire-rape nila yung mga biktima nila, tinotorture, and sa kanila pinapatay. So, ganun sila kasama. So, next one. Let's go on to our second to the last, which is our number nine. The Black Dahlia Murder. Oh, The Black Dahlia. So, naalala ko tuloy yung sa, the River, yung sa Netflix series na Riverdale. So meron kasi doon yung Red Dahlia, si Penelope Blossom. So siguro next next episode gawa ako ng episode na patungkol doon sa Riverdale, sa mga ano, serial killers na nasa Riverdale. So marami marami rami rin yan eh. So anyways, number 9, The Black Dahlia Murder. So dito sa picture merong nakapost sa wall So sabi, to Los Angeles Herald Express, I will give off in Dahlia killing if I get 10 years. Don't try to find me. The 1947 Black Dahlia case remains one of the best known unsolved murder cases in America. The victim dubbed the Black Dahlia by the media was a 22-year-old would-be actress named Elizabeth Short whose multiated body, the corpse was cut in half, was found in Los Angeles by a mother out for a walk with her young child. There was no blood found at the scene. The woman who found her initially doubt she'd stumbled across a store mannequin. In all, 
almost 200 people have been suspected in Short's murder. A number of men and women even confessed to, lo- to leaving her body in the vacant lot where she was found. Investigators had never been able to pinpoint the killer. The case is similar to the more modern Bonnelly Bakley murder for which her husband, actor Robert Blake, was tried but not convicted. So yun yung ating number 9 and now let's go on sa ating last one which is our number 10. Last one sa ating list ng America's most famous murder cases. So number 10, Rodney Alcala aka The Dating Game Killer. Rodney Alcala received the nickname the dating game killer thanks to his appearance as a contestant on the popular TV show of the same name. His date for his date from that appearance declined the rendezvous, finding him creepy. Turns out she had good intuition. Alcala's first known victim was an eight-year-old girl whom he attacked in 1968. Police found the rape and strangled girl holding onto life along with photos of other children. Alcala had already gone on the run, though he was later captured and sentenced to prison. After being released from his first prison sentence, Alcala killed four more women, the youngest just 12 years old. He was later convicted for one murder and sentenced to death in California. However, given the number of photos recovered from a rented storage locker, it's believed that he's responsible for many more brutalities. In March 2019, California Governor Gavin Newsom, or Gavin Newsom rather, announced a moratorium on capital punishment in the state effectively granting Alcala along with more than 700 other death row inmates a stay of execution. So yun yung ating number 10, si Rodney Alcala. So una siyang lumabas sa isang dating game na TV show and dun pa lang sa TV show na yun nakita na ng mga na- manonood na talagang mer- ang creepy niya yung appearance niya, yung pananalita, yung paningin, talagang ang creepy, talagang walang gagawing maganda, talagang may binabalak. And turns out na tama nga yung intuition nila, talagang naging isang masamang tao. Isang masamang tao nga talaga etong si Alcala. So yung una niyang pinatay ay isang 8-year-old na babae. So marami pa siyang pinatay and then nakulong siya dahil doon pero nakalaya naman siya pero pagkalaya niya pumatay ulit siya ng apat na namang mga batang babae so yun pumatay siya ng pumatay hanggang sa nahuli ulit siya and then nasentence to death siya so yun yung ating top 10 list ng America's most famous murder cases 
So hanggang dun na lang yung ating list ng mga pangalan. And once again, thanks to Totco website and credits to Charles Montaldo for writing this off. So salute to you sir for giving us this wonderful list. So ang isa lang napansin ko guys dito sa mga murders na to, karamihan sa kanila talaga ay mga rapist. And talagang yung ano nila, parang yung trip nila na pagpatay, hindi yung basta pagpatay lang eh, na, na normal lang silang papatay. Talagang meron silang tawag dito, um, method kung paano pumatay. Kinababaliwan ba na method kung paano sila pumatay? Talagang hindi sila normal. Talagang may mga sayad yung pag-uutak nila. So, thankfully, yung karamihan sa kanila ay nahuli at nasentensyahan ng kamatayan serves them right pero may mga unsolved mysteries pa rin meron pa mga hindi natuklasan at mga hindi nahuli so ano kaya yung mga nangyari sa kanila we don't know and, and maybe we'll never know so for now hanggang dito na lang muna tayo yan mulit yung ating anniversary special which is America's most famous murder cases so muli sa ating mga listeners sa inyo mga kastorya happy anniversary so maraming maraming salamat sa pakikinig dito sa episode na to and Masayang masaya talaga ako na umabot tayo hanggang sa point na to and asahan ninyo na aabot pa tayo hanggang sa napakarami pang anniversaries. So just keep on supporting us, keep on listening, keep on sharing, so keep on supporting us. So maraming maraming salamat sa inyo guys. Kung hindi dahil sa inyo, hindi kami makakaabot hanggang dito. So again, this is your host Trap saying happy anniversary Stories Philippines Podcast. And that is it for this episode. So, see you sa ating susunod na kabanata. Kung kayo ay may mga istoryang nais ibahagi, mangyari lamang na sumulat sa aming Facebook page na Stories Philippines Podcast. O di kaya ay mag-email sa storiesphpodcast at gmail.com Matatagpuan ang mga link na yun sa ating description. Hanggang sa muli, maraming salamat mga ka-istorya. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.